Two months ago, Japan's prime minister reshuffled his cabinet and instead of reconvening the diet for another session that would end before the end of the year, he decided to go on diplomatic missions throughout the world. Today, he left for India and he went carrying a big package. Dr. Nancy Snow, you've been following this too. It's huge that the prime minister is going. He's only going for three days, but he hopes to come back with some Christmas presents. Well, yeah, and of course the big one that we're reading about is this new uh, bullet train uh, which would connect a, a Shinkansen for India. Can you imagine hanging on for dear life, all of those people from <laughs> Mumbai? Yeah, we'll have to change exactly the number of passengers right. who will get on. Uh, a super light, high-speed rail train going from Mumbai to... Ahmedabad. Ahmedabad, a two-hour train ride. This is huge for India. That is just... Uh, what a great economic jolt that that will give the country. Right, and of course, a, a big part of this, the larger issue, is that Abe and Modi have had this kinship for a while. They're very close, aren't they? Yes. Uh, they're both right-wing nationalists. Um, when Abe actually started his Twitter, he famously followed Modi. He was the mm -hmm. third person he followed, besides mm -hmm. his wife and another Japanese politician. But this isn't just about trains. Uh, it's also about nuclear power. And um, this is the one maybe that is they don't want to uh, bring as much attention to because India has never signed the International Nuclear Nonproliferation Treaty. And for many years, as a measure of opposition to that, Japan did not engage in any sales. Well, it really couldn't. But, of course, with this new security framework, mm -hmm. we're seeing an adjustment to that. So this is about really creating uh, more sales in the, in the arms and uh, nuclear power industry. Mm -hmm. uh, that's different than the feel-good uh, bullet train that everybody loves to ride. Um, but it's also, of course, a counter to the rise of China. There's no question about that. China has the closer ties to um, Pakistan. But it, interestingly, though, even with this big package deal that he'll surely get, and it will be a, a great sign for Abe going forward with Abenomics, mm -hmm. it pales in comparison to the trade, the back and forth trade between Japan and China. So again, I wonder if all of this sort of maneuvering is going to make China react. You've got all the Chinese tourists coming here. You've got the word of the year, which is about the Chinese tourist mm, explosion. Guy, right. Yeah. So why do something to sort of, again, put the pebble in the shoe? And mm -hmm. I think it's going, going to give an opportunity for the anti-Japan crowd to make some hay here with, gosh, Japan was the only country that was visited upon by an atomic bombs. Uh, it shouldn't be engaged in the sale of nuclear uh, weaponry because it just goes against that peaceful Japan image. Right. Well, I think uh, if you're watching Tokyo on Fire, you notice that politics pervades everything. And it's not just, you know, a trip to go sell the Shinkansen train to India. I mean, it has to do with, you know, the 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 Japanese flexing their military muscle, expanding relations not only with the Philippines but with 
you know, other Southeast Asian nations and all the way around to India. I mean, India is absolutely huge. And yes, it, I think if I was uh, the Chinese government, I'm going to be looking at that somewhat suspiciously. Japan is beginning to really quickly emerge out of a shell that we've always conceived Japan being a safe country. You know, less than 1% would be devoted to uh, national defense and spending and that, you know, there are no uh, military arms sales, that sort of thing. That's completely changed. It has, and I, I can't believe it's quite the same nation that had the Fukushima Daiichi disaster to follow the uh, earthquake and tsunami, right. what we know as 311 or March 11, 2011. It, it, it's hard to imagine that they have gone forward and away from all of those fears in a sense that we can never again have that kind of uh, nuclear power here because mm -hmm. we have unstable ground. So it, it, right. it is a whole new day for Japan. And I think that uh, that safety and that security, the security umbrella provided by the U.S., they are emerging above that. They're going to join the U.N. Security Council. And I just wonder if it will change the way we know Japan, and it will change a certain um, ambiance, environment here. Well, I think we we sense that and we, we feel it. And probably that's one of the reasons why we launched Tokyo on Fire in the first place is because things are changing really so rapidly. And they're they're changing at a, at a really significant, deeper level that probably reveals itself a little by little, you know, later. But we can see these kinds of changes, you know, that affect sales, they affect culture, they affect a lot of different things. And they're real good points for open for discussion. We've talked here about uh, Japan's vulnerability in cybersecurity. It mm -hmm. just got hacked. Shinzo Abe's website got hacked. We're living in a period worldwide where there's greater instability. There's a recognition of that instability. There's a vacuum in international leadership. Right. So at this time, this is very precarious time right. for the world, Japan is now raising its international right. profile. It's going to be very interesting, but sometimes interesting times can have a lot of setbacks to right. them. It's not all rosy. So mm -hmm. we'll have plenty to talk about here going forward into 2016, mm -hmm. but I think that people ought to sort of you know, buckle up a little bit for this ride. Well, the other thing that is very pervasive now is, is not, not only uh, the technology, but the knowledge. I mean, you can learn and see and watch things happen and develop really in, in real time. And what you really need is an analysis of what's going on. And hopefully we're providing that by having this kind of discussion. I really enjoy it. I learn a lot from talking with you and having Michael Chuchek on the show. And, uh, you know, these are really important issues that, that really bear, you know, more, more of an exposition and, and a discovery. Well, I look forward to it and having Michael back as well. Yes, missing Michael Chuchek. Come back to us, Michael. Thank you for watching Tokyo on Fire. We've been discussing the trip of Prime Minister Abe to India. He's there for three days. Hopefully he'll come back having closed a deal on selling a bullet train to India.